Good morning, everybody. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed, Alleluia. Surely this is our God. We trusted in him and he saved us. This is the Lord. We trusted in him. Rejoice and be glad in his salvation.
to this blessed Easter service. Let us stand as we begin our call to worship. Grace and peace to you from him who is, who was, and who is to come, from our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves us by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve his God and Father, to him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Lord, you have assigned me my portion and my cup. You have made my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure. Because you will not abandon me to grave, nor will you let your faithful one see decay. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? Surely this is our God. We trusted in him, and he saved us. This is the Lord. We trusted in him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. There's a reason why the curse of sin is broken. There's a reason why the darkness runs from light. There's a reason why we stand here now forgiven. Jesus is
have a seat. All right, kids, come on up. I have a special message I want to share with you as we begin our, our Easter worship service today. So come on up and have a seat here on the floor with me. I have a special story I want to share with you today. All right, good to see all of you today. Some of you have beautiful Easter dresses and clothes. Wow, it looks wonderful. Must be a special day today. And it is special, isn't it? We're celebrating like we just sang that Jesus isn't gone or dead, but he is alive. So I wanna tell you about a wonderful story. And I have a book I wanna share with you. Have you ever seen a book that's this giant before? This is a big book, isn't it? Well, this story I wanna share is called The Easter Story, Something Wonderful. And here's how it goes. Can you see my picture here? It says the disciples were afraid. Can you make a face like you're afraid? <gasps> yeah, some of you are afraid, yeah. Jesus was nailed to a cross and he died and he was buried in a tomb. But then something wonderful happened. Jesus took away the punishment for our sins. He was willing to suffer in our place because he loved us. And now we know Jesus died to forgive our sins. Something wonderful happened, right? There's more. Wanna see the next page? This big giant book. The soldiers were afraid. Can you make afraid face again? Uh, right? An earthquake made the ground shake and the stone that closed up the tomb where Jesus was buried began to move. That would be scary, wouldn't it? But something wonderful happened. Do you know what? An angel, do you see? An angel um, came and rolled the stone away. Now everyone could see that Jesus wasn't in there, that Jesus was alive, and now we know 
Something wonderful happened. Jesus is risen. Well, that's good news, isn't it? Let's see what the next page happened. I think there's some more wonderful things. The women were afraid. Here we go again. <gasps> ah, the women were afraid. They had never, ever seen anything like that before. But then two angels shining in white said, don't worry, something wonderful happened. The angels told the women that Easter good news, that Jesus has risen from the dead. And now we know Jesus is alive. That's good news, isn't it? Oh no, someone's afraid again, <sighs> right? This time it was Mary Magdalene she was afraid. She thought that someone had taken Jesus away, but she was crying, but then something wonderful happened. Do you know what? Mary saw, who's that? Yeah, Mary saw Jesus standing there and he spoke to her. And Jesus said, tell my friends the good news. Tell them that I'm alive and now I will be with you always. Wow, something wonderful happened. Even though they were afraid, something wonderful happened. Look at these disciples, what faces are they making? They're afraid, ah. Come on, you guys, be afraid, ah. The disciples were afraid because their enemies were trying to get them. So they hid secretly in a locked room, but guess what? Something wonderful happened. Who showed up in the locked room? Yeah, something wonderful. Jesus came in the room with them and he said, peace be with you. And then he showed them that he was alive. You see what we're celebrating on Easter? We don't have to be afraid because something wonderful happened. Jesus is alive. Jesus' friends, oh, look at those faces. They were what? Ah, afraid, right? But when he saw them, he had to ascend into heaven. He said, don't worry, something wonderful is going to happen. And as Jesus went up to heaven, he said, I will come back someday to take you to be with me. Jesus will take us to heaven. And that's good news, right? So do we have to be afraid on this Easter? No, because something wonderful happened. So here's the last page. When I'm sad and sorry about some bad things that I do, I can remember that Jesus died to forgive my sins. And when I'm worried or afraid or whatever is going on in my life, I don't have to worry because I know something wonderful will happen. Jesus is with me. Do you like that story? Right, so just remember, Jesus is alive. Something wonderful happened. That means he is with you all the time and you never have to be afraid. No more afraid faces. How about a happy face? Yay, I like that a lot better. All right, you can all head back to your seats. Thank you. All right, friends, now we turn to the word of the Lord where we hear the beautiful story of the resurrection. First from Matthew 28. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, 
Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were as white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. Here's where you all make a a, afraid face. Ah. The angel said to the women, do not be afraid for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. And this is the beautiful gospel of the Lord. Now our second reading is from Acts chapter 10, as Peter tells the story of this resurrection of which he was an eyewitness. Now Peter began to speak. He said, I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts men from every nation who fear him and do what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, telling the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism that John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. We are eyewitnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen, by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. And this is the beautiful word of the Lord. Oh, grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus, the risen Christ. Amen. This time you might want to pull out your outlines that you received when you came on in today, or maybe you want to pull it up on your phone or your device. Uh, Those of you who are participating online with us, you can find that outline on our website. You can download it there and follow along with us as we work through the Word of God together this day. Well, if you have your outline out, you see the title of today is What's So Great About Easter? I started to just think a little bit about the impact of Christianity in our world. And did you know, I mean, have you heard the figures, the statistics lately, that today about 2.4 billion people claim to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior in the world? 
2.4 billion people. That's one out of every third person on the planet claims to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. It makes me wonder, what happened? How did it happen that just a few followers that first Easter that saw the risen Jesus, how did the church grow from just a few to 2.4 billion? I mean, just think about the size of the Christian church in our world today. The Christian church is bigger than all of China. The Christian church is bigger than all of China and all of Europe added together. The Christian church is bigger than all of China, all of Europe, and all of the United States added together. 2.4 billion people confess Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior today. How did that happen? Well, there is a simple answer. There was good news that the disciples shared. The good news about the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that good news, the resurrection of Jesus, changed them and it changed the world. And it is still changing the world today. So what is it about that good news? What is it about the resurrection that brings such joy and change into our lives, into our world? That's what I wanna spend the rest of our time with today. If you see on your outline, there are these five benefits that I wanna chat with you about of the resurrection. Five incredible gifts that you and I have been given, life-changing, eternity-changing gifts that have been given to each and every one of us because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So let's work through this together. The first great benefit, you can write this on your outline, I don't have to live with guilt and shame anymore. Go ahead and fill in the blanks. I don't have to live with guilt and shame anymore. And why is that? You'll see there, because Jesus paid for my sins on the cross. See, I don't have to pay for those sins anymore because they've already been paid for. Jesus already died on the cross for all of my mistakes, for all of my failures, right? We're all imperfect, we all make mistakes. If I were to ask you to make a list on your outline of some of the things that, that you feel bad about, some of your regrets, if I promised not to tell anybody and I asked you to write down the things that you're guilty of, the things you feel guilty about, if I asked you to make a list of the things that you feel shame over, I don't think we'd have a hard time putting a list together, would we? But listen, Jesus doesn't want us to have to live with those things. Jesus doesn't want us to have to be burdened with those things. Jesus doesn't want us to have to worry or carry those, that guilt or that shame around. For, instead, he came and died in our place. Look at the verse I printed in your outline from Ephesians 1. It says, in Christ, we are set free by the blood of his death. Did you hear that? We are set free. Free from what? Free from our guilt and our shame. And so, he goes on, we have forgiveness of sins because of God's rich grace. See, this is the good news that changed the world. When people began to know Jesus and began to know his love and began to experience and feel the freedom that he gave them by not having to carry around that guilt and shame and fear for their sins, it opened up their lives to live and experience all that God had for them, right? So why did he endure all of this? simply because he loves us. We'll talk more about that one in a little bit. So what is one incredible benefit? How much would you pay? 
if you could, to have all your guilt and all your shame removed. Well, guess what? It doesn't cost you a cent because Jesus gave it to you freely because he loves you. Amen? All right, second. One, the second benefit of the resurrection. I don't have to fear death anymore. Again, write that in your outline. Fill in those blanks. Because Jesus rose from the dead, I don't have to worry about death anymore. Why? Because Jesus defeated death with his resurrection. I don't think it's hard to say or anyone would debate that people's greatest fear is the fear of death. This fear of wondering what happens after I die. Is there life after death? Is there something more? Do I just cease to exist? Do I, maybe I come back as an ant or something? Am I a part of the great hakuna matata circle of life? I mean, what happens after I die? It's one of our greatest fears, isn't it? Well, Jesus, again, took that fear away because he defeated death once and for all. We don't have to worry. We don't have to uh, be afraid about what happens because we know how the story ends. Jesus was raised from the dead. He came back from the dead. He defeated death. Death could not hold him. Death could not contain him. But he burst through that tomb on Easter to show each and every one of us that death has been defeated, that death doesn't get to win. Every time you drive past the cemetery, you should roll down your window and go, cemetery, you lose. You lose because Jesus wins. And because Jesus wins, guess who else wins, everybody? You and I. Look at the verse I printed from John 11. Jesus said, I'm the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies, and whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Man, the, the Bible is just beautiful. It gives us proof positive of Jesus walking around alive after he was crucified, after he was dead and buried for three days. It says in our text that, that not one, not two, not three, but at one time, 500 people saw Jesus teaching among them there. The disciples ate a meal with him, the resurrected Jesus. Thomas, the doubter, was able to touch him with his own hands and see that he was really alive, not a ghost or pretend or a figment of their imagination. Jesus was really alive. That means he beat death. He really, really did, just like he said. And because he beat death, who else beats death, everybody? We do. This is the great benefit of the resurrection. Not only are we free from, from guilt and shame, but we're also free from the fear of death. Amen? All right, flip your outline to the backside. The third benefit of resurrection is that we know that we are unconditionally loved. Go ahead and write that down. We are unconditionally loved by God. And why is that? Because we know God made us to love us. The resurrection proves that there is nothing that Jesus wouldn't do for you. The death and resurrection of Christ proves how much God loves you, that he would give everything, that he would sacrifice anything so that you might know how precious and valuable and loved you are. In fact, I believe this with all my soul. I believe that God created you for one reason. Do you know what it is? He created you so that he could love you. That's the whole reason you're here on this earth. God made you so that he could love you, so that he could care for you, so that you could be his child and he could be your father. Your heart is beating today 
because God made you to love you. See, this is so incredible. You are loved by God. Maybe you've heard me say this phrase before. You are so unconditionally loved by God that there is nothing that you could do that would ever make God love you more than he already does. Think about that. If you sold everything you had and gave it to the poor, God wouldn't love you any more than he already does. If you quit your job and like went and became a monk or a nun for the rest of your life and, and lived in a monastery, would God love you more? No, because he already loves you wholly and completely and unconditionally, right? There is nothing you can do to get God to love you more than he already does. And you ready for this? There's not a single thing you can do to get God to love you less. You can't stop God from loving you. You can be evil and nasty and mean. You can lie, cheat, and steal, or as I often say, be a Bears fan, and you can still be loved by God, no matter what. There's nothing you can do to get him to love you more or less than he already does. Do you understand this, everyone? God's love for you is full and it's complete and it is unconditional. In fact, he made you to love you. So again, if you're following on your outline, this, this unconditional love of God was just proved for us in the death and resurrection of his son. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. What is another great benefit of the resurrection? It proves that we are unconditionally loved by God. Amen? All right, number four. A fourth benefit of the resurrection, I can live a life of purpose and meaning. Because of all that God has done for us, because of who he has made us to be, our lives matter. Man, this is so important today. When so many of us feel beat down, when so many of us feel like we're just a number, when so many of us feel like we're just another person here, God says, no, you're not. You matter to me. Your life has purpose and meaning. Uh, there's a verse that I, that I printed, the why. Why do our lives have purpose and meaning? Because Jesus said, I have come to give you real life. Another translation, by the way, this is John 10, 10. Another translation of this verse says, I have come to give you life to the full. This is what God wants for us, life that matters, a life of purpose, a life with meaning, real life, life to the full. So you need to know that you are not an accident, that God planned you. You know, there are a lot of, what do you call them, oops babies, right? But there are no oops lives as far as God is concerned. Every life is a life that God intended, that God created, that God has purpose and meaning for, a life of impact. See, I believe that because of the resurrection, our lives matter. On your outline, I think a lot of people go through life not knowing why they're here. They go through life not knowing what they're living for. They have a lot to live on, but not a lot to live for. One of the benefits of the death and resurrection of Christ is we know what we're living for. We're living to give God glory and to love the people that he has made us, that he has given us. One of my favorite quotes from Francis Chan, it says, do you not know that nothing you do in this life will ever matter unless it's about loving God and loving the people he has made? 
There's nothing more important in this world than loving God and loving the people he has made. And when we do that, the purpose and impact and meaning and joy that brings to our lives will be complete and full. Another benefit of the resurrection, we can live a life of purpose and meaning. Amen? Number five, the fifth benefit of the resurrection, I can be certain I'm going to heaven. Write it down in big capital letters. Heaven is not a question mark for those of us who believe in Jesus. Heaven is not a maybe. Heaven is an exclamation point. Heaven is a done deal. Heaven is a gift that God has given us. And why do we know that? Because Jesus died and rose for us. So we don't have to go through life wondering. We don't have to go through life doubting. We can be certain that heaven is our home. This is such good news, isn't it? No fear. We just know where we'll be. We know where we'll spend the eternity. We know that death doesn't win. Seriously, have you ever just stood at the, the casket of a loved one at a funeral? And as you say goodbye to that person, don't you just wonder in your head, is this it? Am I ever gonna see them again? Are we ever gonna be together again? Well, see, the death and resurrection of Jesus says, yes, we will. Those of us who believe and trust in him have the promise of eternal life that was won for us by Christ, right? So I got this question that you always hear, like if you were to get to heaven and God were to say to you, why should I let you in? What's your answer gonna be? Please don't answer in the first person, right? I hope your answer has not the word I in it at all. Don't say I tried really hard. Don't say I did the best that I could. Don't say I'm better than a lot of other people. Don't say, I went to church more than just Easter Sunday. <laughs> Don't say, I put money in the offering plate. Don't say, I, I walked a little lady across the street. Don't say any I words. If God were to ask you why he should let you in, all you need to say is third person, he died for me. Jesus did it all for me. Jesus died so that I might have the promise and the certainty of eternal life. So you see, our eternal life doesn't depend on us. It depends on Jesus, who loved us enough to die for our sins and then rose again on Easter, guaranteeing that we too will rise and live with him forever. Talk about a benefit of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the certainty of eternal life for you and those we love who have gone before us. Amen? So do you think Easter matters at all? Right, what's so great about Easter? Right, we don't have to live with guilt and shame. We don't have to live with fear and death. We are unconditionally loved. Our life has purpose and meaning, and we are certain of going to heaven. So what do you have to do to get these things? You know, you might ask your, the question, what do I need to do to have these benefits in my life? You know what, that's the wrong question. Because you don't have to ask, how do you get it? Because guess what, you already have it. Jesus died to give it to you. It is already yours. The question is, how do I live in this? How do I now live in the resurrection? How do I live with the joy of Easter in every moment of my life? How do I live with the assurance of God's love in every word and every action? How do I make every moment of my life give glory to the one who has given so much to me? That's what the rest of our lives are all about. So God bless you, Easter people, as we all enjoy the gift, receive the gift, and share the gift of the resurrection with our world. Amen?
Amen. Well, at this time, we're gonna uh, have our offerings. And so this is the way we say thank you to God for the gift, the benefits that he's given us. We don't give in order to get, but we give because we've already gotten, because he's already given us so much. So thank you for joining us uh, with your gifts and lifting up the name of Jesus in our world.
And now we bow our heads to speak to our amazing God in prayer. Well, we thank and praise you, almighty God, for the glorious message of Christ's resurrection from the dead and for the promise of life everlasting. Lord, as the day continues to brighten, shine your light into our lives, expose our fears and illuminate our hope of the life everlasting given to us by Christ. Open us to your resurrection power that knows no boundaries. Fill us with incredible joy, everlasting peace and unquenchable hope this Easter and always. And help us, O oh God, to bring the joy, peace and hope of the resurrection to all those around us, to all who need to hear and experience the good news of the resurrection of Christ. Merciful Lord, be with all who are sick and in need this day, that they too might experience a renewed hope and joy. Grant them healing and comfort, especially those who are ill, those with special needs, and those who mourn. Today, we lift up Ted Dalkey, who has just been moved to hospice care. We pray for Nancy Lemke, Marilyn Drager, Donna Miller, Edith Krieger, and the many others on our ongoing health and healing prayer list. Lord, we also lift up John Ganzen and his family as they mourn the passing of his mother. Lord, and all these folks, as they reach out to you for, for comfort and care and strength, we pray you would bless them with the good news of your love won for them by Christ's death and resurrection. O Christ, who broke the bonds of death, you could not wait. Before the sun had even risen, while the birds were still silent in the early morning darkness, as the world still slept, you rose from the dead and shook the foundations of the earth and rose triumphant from the grave. You could not wait. May we rise, Lord, each morning with such anxious anticipation. And may we too live with joy and hope and peace and the benefits that are ours in the resurre resurrection of Jesus Christ. And now, in the words that our Lord Jesus himself taught us, we are bold to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And now as we prepare ourselves to receive the sacrament of the Lord's Supper, it's good that we begin with a time of confession. We just admit to God that we need his forgiveness. We admit to God that on our own, we cannot save ourselves and we need a savior. And we cry out for that savior and then hear his good word of mercy and grace as it comes to us in the body and blood of Jesus Christ in, with, and under the bread and wine. Well, we know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. 
So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. It was our sin that caused Christ to die, a final atonement for all our iniquities. Father, forgive us for what we have done and left undone. By the power of the Holy Spirit, help us to keep our hearts and minds pure and fixed on the things above, so that we may bring honor and glory to your holy and mighty name. Amen. Friends, it's my joy and delight as one of your pastors to announce the best news that you will ever hear, that because Jesus died for you on the cross, because Jesus rose again on Easter, you know that your sins are forgiven and a place has been prepared for you in heaven. Go now in the peace and joy of this great good news, the forgiveness of Christ. Amen. Well, so that we might know that these are not just words, that we are loved and forgiven, God gave us an amazing gift, the sacrament of the Lord's Supper, where in ordinary bread and wine, God adds the very body and blood of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sins, so that we can see and hear, but also touch and taste that God is good. How do we know this is true? The night before Jesus was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples, and he said, take and eat. This is my body, given for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also, after supper, he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, drink of it all of you. This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. All has been prepared for you here at the table of the Lord, and it brings such joy and peace and hope into our lives. So take a moment to share that joy and peace with one another before you are seated and come to the Lord's table.
the Prince of Peace, author and maker of everything, defender, deliverer, and King of Kings. He is, he is, helper and healer forevermore, savior and shelter through every storm. My refuge, redeemer, and Lord of Lords. He is, 
That was not planned, by the way. God is awesome. Well, friends, now, may this true body and blood of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you steadfast in the true faith unto life everlasting. Go now in the peace, joy, and great forgiveness of your God. And as you go, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and forever give you his peace. Amen. One. So if there's ever a time to clap, we're going to clap, but it's on every beat.